Hello, and welcome to Being KB with me, Kaylee Booth. I'm here to be your bestie when your bestie's not here, and hopefully you feel a little less alone. Enjoy the episode. Also, Thomas, that's a very intense apron. It looks like you're about to go be a blacksmith somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it really does, actually. <laughs> Oh, don't mind me. I'm just gonna go make some horseshoes and uh, on my anvil. I'm just gonna do a. That's true. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> I appreciate that you appreciate it because that was terrible. <laughs> I had to get one that wasn't like if you type in Amazon or aprons on Amazon, they're all like live, Wait, laugh, love, you know. So Brett has a red one that he wears all the time, but I don't remember. It says something, but I don't remember what it says. But I don't remember looking at it and thinking, wow, you're lame. So <laughs> I, I guess that's good. So it didn't say live, laugh, laugh. Yeah, I didn't think my yeah. apron was a hardcore, but now I feel better about this apron. It is yeah. hardcore. Oh, yeah. I you definitely could work in, like, Westeros and forge, you know, Brand. some mighty swords. Westeros? What is that? Westeros? Uh, no, I'm gonna need y'all to understand my references. Is it from um, the Renaissance? I just went with it. I just I was, no Game, it from of Game, Thrones, Game of Thrones. I was gonna say, oh, yeah. we are we are the people who haven't watched Game of Thrones. That's us. Yeah, I hate y'all for that. Brett and I watch the new episodes of House the House of Dragons like together all the time. Okay, are, is, are those is, as long as intense? Do you, well, I mean they're. They're all the same hour-long episodes. Do I need oh. to watch... Do I need to go back and watch Game of Thrones for reference to watch House of Dragon? Um, I would say no, as long as you, like, understand the Targaryen backstory, which is, like, easily Googleable. Yeah, I was like, that can be explained. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because I want to start, but, like, Game of Thrones, by the time I wanted to watch it, it was too far gone, man. Yeah, I was like, already, like, four. People were going crazy about it. I was like, whoa. That's true. It's like kind of how I started it. I started it really late, but I was instantly attached. Oh, I see. And I have the first book, but the first book is so big. Where is it? And I'm a sucker for big books. I like big books, and I cannot lie. But this first one, like, and Daddy. the print is like, yeah, tiny. tiny. And I mean, and I, I I made it. I made it pretty far through. It's just the very beginning. They they do kind of like Tolkien does whenever he sets up where he like breaks down like all the different like characters in the families. Yeah. And you're like, I can't keep track of all of these it's like people. The Bible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard yeah, that about Game of Thrones books. It's fantastic, but this is the only one that I own. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. It's been so long since we've chatted. I was trying to think of when was the last time we were in person together. Was that Mardi Gras? Yeah, Mardi Gras this year. So like March? Okay, that's been a long time. I wanna come down. I just- uh... Wait, is that a lie? That is a lie because Brett and I stopped in Chicago on our way back from Paris. And that was after Mardi Gras, right? Oh yeah, when his friends were here and you were you like came and hang at the hung at the house for like a couple mm-hmm. hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, there was no way there was Mardi Gras, but then I thought it was before. Weirdly, but I can't remember. 
We moved here in April, so it had to have been after April. If you were here. So I yeah, because I remember, I remember your house. Remember I got you crumble cookies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it hasn't been six months, <laughs> which is good. I was like, how has it been that long? I'm glad it has not been there long. Well, I mean, we did go to Paris in March. It was like end of March, beginning of April. So it. Oh, it must have been like right when we moved in. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all still had things like in boxes everywhere. Oh, I think God. it. Oh, no, Kaylee, it was the same weekend that y'all moved in. Oh yeah, because you guys. Because we were gonna stay. stay. We weren't moving, and we were gonna move in the weekend before. And then the girl was like, "But you have to pay more rent then." And I was like. No, we're not yeah. doing that. Handshake was weird. I wish I had a studio. I could not even hear it. That's good. But I, that's the issue is I don't know what microphones like pick up the weirdest things. That's what I've learned from this mm -hmm. whole process is like, because we have like the legit ones and these pick up a, a lot of like my annoying noises when I'm like talking and I'm like, I have to like cut all these things out. And I don't know how to, so. I don't, I don't get that. I, the only thing that I've heard from your podcast that I think sounds a little weird is it just goes silent in between things. And yeah. I can't tell if it's That's glitching or if you just stop talking. Yeah. Or... I literally, some of it is like little blip it, blips. And mm -hmm. that has something to do with like how high I'm talking and how like the level of the volume is set to. But then some of it I do while I'm editing it, I'll just like be quiet when I'm thinking. And I guess if somebody else was there, like they probably you'd hear something. But <clears> because it's just me, it does sound like I'm like editing it or I'm like cutting things out. But really, it's just me being silent and thinking. So I try to cut as many of those out as possible, but it doesn't. But then if you cut too much, then it sounds really like not real also. Mm -hmm. so It's very weird. I don't know. I am learning as i go clearly so this well, this will be a really good test because i was like i really want to get people on but all of my friends are like you know i have friends here but a lot of people are yeah here, so and i wanted to like chat with people about their lives even though i don't have a real topic so i'm just like freeballing it but i have questions i've listed out questions for you i do want to talk to you about the the ceremony the queen <laughs> I was like, I can't believe you, A, woke up at 4 a.m. And also, six hours? What are they talking about? Do people speak? What happened at it? It's a funeral. <laughs> I've never been to a six-hour funeral. Okay, so it's not... Okay, so here's, here's, what, here's how it went down. So the queen has been um, laying in state um at like a different location in london so that's where everyone has been coming to like visit and pay their respects and mm -hmm. things like that so they moved her body from where she was laying in state to westminster abbey which was where the funeral happened right. but the process of moving locations is like a huge ordeal like they don't just like put the coffin in a hearse and then just drive there because she's the queen of England, you know? So there was a whole, like they walked it. So like, if you remember when like princess Diana died and you saw like the 
footage of like William and Harry walking like behind her casket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they do. So it's like this huge thing. They've been prepping it for like I think a year now, which okay. is partially like I get it because whenever you watch it, there everything is so timed and perfect yeah. to the T. Like even the way they like pick up their hands is timed and perfect. So I'm like, I get that it took a lot because they wanted it to be right. But how right. crazy is it for people to be practicing for your funeral while you're still alive? I would hate that. I would be like, you guys are just waiting for me to die. <laughs> It'd be weird. I mean, she was. But I mean, they can't, they can't not practice. You yeah. know, it's not like, oh, she's gone. Let's, let's figure out this like 50,000 person. Yeah. But do you thing. think they'd have like people on like backup dancers like they'd have the people who they know that are going to be like their people who do it for like all do the same people do it for every like regal death in the family i mean because didn't someone die last yes, year yes yes but it's different like philip had a completely different no one gave a shit about him thing because he wasn't actually the king he was the king consort so he was her, husband, her husband yeah Okay, yeah. I started watching The Crown, and then it was, like, so emo, and I was like, her life seems so hard that I'm like, I don't know if I can watch this anymore. But... I think she's so cool to me, though. Like, everything that she, like, lives through is I mean, wild. Like, that woman <laughs> has lived through so many things. She was, like, during World War Two, during whenever they were bombing London, she was there because the king refused to leave his wife refused to leave and then she said if she's refusing to leave and the kids are staying yeah it's so like crazy because she she became queen when she was like 20 something right 25 yeah she she had her two kids her first two kids already like she was ready to be a she didn't think it'd happen that soon because they didn't know that her dad had cancer Right, because that right. was that was back in the day when everyone was like smoking, yeah, like twelve packs a day, because <laughs> they didn't know that cigarettes weren't healthy. Like this is so regal of us to smoke these cigs. Yeah, dang, that is actually I did watch it. Yeah, I watched a couple episodes of The Crown, maybe even the first season, and it was like mm-hmm. all about her like being like I'm a child and now I'm the queen. And, yeah, and like she crazy. she even like she was in the war, like she signed up yeah. to be in the military and she was a um like ambulance driver so she had to be like the driver and the mechanic of like all of her vehicles she has really crazy stories like it's wild yeah she honestly does sound interesting i feel like her life is interesting i don't get the whole obsession with like Unless you're a history person, like some people are history people. I feel like you like a lot of like history and stuff. So it makes more sense. But yeah. some people are just like obsessed with the like fame of it all. And I'm like, their lives are like rough. Like they have a lot of rules. Yeah. It's not like being famous. I think people like, you know, you always have that like dream that someone else's like life is better than yours. Yeah. And I feel like it's also kind of unattainable. Like, being yeah. a celebrity, at the end of the day, not a lot of people can be famous. Yeah, that's true. But, but who knows? Happen. Like, all these, like, TikTok kids, like, you could go viral and all of a sudden you can be famous. But you're not about to be yeah, a princess be a or a queen. Yeah, that's true. It's like, it's like the, 
uh, whenever I do like marketing meetings, they're always like, oh, it needs to seem like desirable and like aspirational. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but it's funny because I'm like, ah, after watching some of the crown, I'm like, that looks really stressful. <laughs> like I, that doesn't look fun at all. It's not like when you watch Princess Diaries, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. <laughs> she lives in a mansion now. Mm-hmm. Like it looks hella stressful. I feel like, and yeah, living being a leader through the war, but also not a leader, but also like influential. It was very confusing. Yeah, but I liked to, Trevor Noah did something where he was like, you can't expect people who were like oppressed by the the English to be like sad about this, mm-hmm. and then other people are like, I can't believe Meghan and Harry went to the went to the funeral. I'm like, it's his grand like it's his grandmother. It's his like, grandmother. He's not gonna not go. Like he wasn't like fuck you. I hate everybody. He just was like, I just don't want to be a prince or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know all the drama, but King Charles, the one that was married to Diana. Okay, he got divorced before he her? divorced Diana. Oh, he did. I didn't even know that. I thought mm-hmm. she just died. I didn't. Remember. No, they were they were divorced before she died. And he is, so he is, he was the queen's son. Yeah. And Diana was married in. But everybody mm-hmm. was freaking obsessed with her. That was, that was another thing. And I, I like, I get why people were upset with her. Diana? Yeah. Why were people upset with her? For getting divorced? No, she was another, like... She never followed, like, protocol things. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this is the longest, like, successful monarchy is because of those protocols. Right, yeah. And then she was getting a lot of attention and was thriving on the attention, which I get. She, has a, she had a lot of mental health issues from, like, divorce and problematic childhoods and eating disorders and things like that. Yeah. But their concern was when they did like bigger philanthropic things that they wanted the like the world to see the world wasn't focusing on mm, the like yeah. philanthropic endeavors they were focusing on Diana, Diana. Yeah. she was definitely like a trendy like celeb face like i don't think of her yeah. as like being a princess she was more celebrity yeah that yeah, and so that that was a big thing and then the another point of it is you're not like supposed to pick super political like philanthropies Mm. to support because i mean the monarchy has so many different like prime ministers and like things that come in like could you imagine like someone here between like obama trump and biden that like oh yeah yeah, yeah. didn't try to stay neutral between everyone there's always a new party and stuff coming in so if your new party come in knows oh yeah and you're like you've been bashing them you know then y'all can't really work together to get good things to come so like that's why they have to stay as like in the middle as possible yeah i have to keep watching the crown because actually learning about like because i was like isn't this like not basically they don't do anything but the reality is like they do a lot of like there is like bureaucracy there that they're like Mm-hmm. I feel like the the queen has always been like the like silent um kind of mom or like granny in the background that's like <laughs> she has been kind of quiet you know because they she has meetings with her ministers every week so right. it's like hey I saw this is going down 
don't you think that's a little shady? You know, like, hey, and then in the meantime, we're going to make sure the country's, you know, different philanthropies are being taken care of and that people see, see things in a positive light. That's true. It isn't. I feel like it's more PR than anything. Yeah. Like they're like the, what is our person called? The, um, shit. I don't even know. I don't know anything about our country. (laughs) Uh, who's the lady that's like the person that speaks. It was the redheaded woman for Biden. And she would like speak. The press secretary. Oh yeah. Maybe press secretary. She's always like talking to the press. So yes, Mm -hmm. probably. (laughs) So it probably would be the press secretary. Press secretary, I can't say. I can't talk at all. Like, I literally don't talk to humans all day. And so now I'm, like, non-functioning as a human. But I will have to watch The Crown, though. Have you ever Have you ever seen um, Jesus and Miro on HBO? No. You told me about this, though. And I still yes. haven't seen it. I don't have I, HBO, though. I love them. I think they're hilarious. They're no longer a thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the, apparently they had beef and their show is no more um but they were wonderful but they would do prior to their shows they would call it the Mm warm-up and you could go watch it on like youtube and it was basically them just like chatting and getting their just i guess nerves or just things out and their producer would like drop questions Mm -hmm. or like topics that would come up later in the show so they could like already start talking about it that way they would have a feeling yeah have some, but like, the warm-ups were always those are probably better they're always so crazy but yeah literally you but, like to, that's a good idea you need to flow I yeah think it is good the nice thing is that you can edit anything out so even if it sounds crazy you're just like like sometimes i say things and i'm like i can't tell i can't say that to people in the public <laughs> i like i literally don't know who's listening to this so it could be anybody and that means I can't just say any crazy shit. But I definitely say Kaylee, just on the loose. I let a lot of it go. And I'm like, people are going to think I'm a terrible person. A lot. I'm like bitching about my job. I'm like, I'm definitely going to get fired. It's fine. I feel like it varies per episode. Yeah. You can tell how like, crazy I'm getting that week. <laughs> there... I love them, but I don't remember which episode it was. And I was like, I just can't. I was like, she is, she is full ranting. And I know that she does not like, I don't even know normally say the things that she's saying. And so I'm just going to skip this one. (laughs) I was like, because if she was here in person, I'd be like, Kaylee, let's, let's talk about that statement. Relax. Yeah, I have been having a lot of, like, um, existential crises, but I've realized, like, I, just everything's bullshit, and I, you know what it is? It's because when you work from home all the time, and I literally only have the dogs around, I don't talk to humans, and then even when you, like, virtually talk to people, it's not quite the same as, like, being in person, and then the only time I'm out is, like, when I'm, like, drinking with people. So I'm, like, that's even kind of, like, fuzzy. It's even crazier. Yeah, like, that's just nonsense, too. So I'm, like, I don't have, like, real adult conversations with, like, normal humans. Like, I need to start working in person and get into the world. Like, I meet people and I'm, like, I've gotten so weird the last three years because of this pandemic. And now it's not even the pandemic and I'm still not talking to humans. So That makes so much sense. I remember my first work event after 
like all the COVID quarantines and us not being able to work in person, you know, all of that. Yeah. And I was so awkward. Me too. My first work event, like it was terrible. And I was the one hosting it. I was the one speaking because it was an open house situation. Right. And typically, you know, doing presentations and things like, Pre-COVID, I was very good at, very yeah. comfortable with. That was something that I enjoyed doing. Yeah, easy. And our first event, I was like, this is terrible. I was like, I'm so awkward. I don't know how to talk to people. It was very weird. And then I was like losing my breath. Oh, yeah. Because I hadn't talked that much in like a solid time frame because I was doing a really long presentation yeah. and I was like holy cow I'm winded mm-hmm. yeah it's like that's ridiculous literally I have I have to like I have to podcast because I'm like my voice my vocal cords are like atrophying they're literally like not functioning anymore and I'll talk to people and I'll not know what I'm saying I went to my friend's party this weekend and I met a bunch of different people and obviously people were drinking but I was like just standing there talking to people and I'm like wow everyone's like really weird <laughs> and I'm like we've all gotten like I think everyone has though like everyone's gotten so awkward because we just don't know how to talk to people anymore it's no. crazy pre-pandemic days I miss those days at least we're all in it together like we're all weird together I know we're we're all just <laughs> trying think, to work it out I need people to stop being weird because I'm like this is too much for me but i that's why I'm just being weird on the internet so then when Thomas comes home I can be less weird and then when I see other people in the world I can be even less weird I'll get it all out I wish that I could be weird on the internet. <laughs> like. No, you don't. You don't want to be weird on the internet. I just like, I always think about it because there's so many, um, like new influencer people that I follow solely because I suck at putting like clothing together. Mm. No, you don't. Or yeah. No, you do not. I, I suck at putting outfits together. I can't. Even basic things like, oh, I'm going to put this jacket with these accessories and it's going to be real cute and look like a put together outfit. Well, you always look put together. But it's the bare minimum. Like I have a top, I have pants, I have shoes. There's no accessories. There's no extra, like nothing. And so I just started following these people because they put together outfits, they link it to... Very inexpensive online, like Amazon, Walmart lately has been popping with very cute outfits, but then they're like 30 bucks and there's something inside me that knows $30 isn't expensive, but I feel like for Walmart it is. And I'm like, I was going to say, I'm shocked it's 30 bucks at Walmart, but, but they're, it looks so nice. Like it's wonderful. And so that's why I started following these influencer ladies because I'm like, oh, if you can put together an outfit and I can just click and order it, yeah, that's awesome. great. But some of them, I'm like, I could do this. Like, I very much could do this. Like, with me, with Brett, with Gatsby. Like, we could have a whole, you could have a whole, whole really interesting, like, following of people. But yeah. I don't have it in me to do things of myself. Oh, uh, it's very hard. I've like, gotten better even, at it. 
even on vacation, like whenever I want to take like a picture of myself, I get so self-conscious taking just solo pictures of myself. Totally. And I feel real awkward. I like in the back of my mind and then I'm like, oh, what if I post it? And then people are like, oh, look at Ruth. She looks, she thinks that she looks great or something, you know? And then I'm like, ugh. If then so nobody ever have, thinks that. I also I feel have that way though. One single and like I don't think that whenever I see other people's right. stuff, there's some people that I do, but those are the women that are like overly filtered, taking very like, like clearly obvious, clearly like attention seeking pictures. Yeah. But like other women they just took like, a picture because they enjoyed where they were at and they thought they looked cute and just wanted to have a picture of the moment. Like I'm yeah. like oh, wow, you look wonderful. I'm happy you're having such a good time. Yeah. Like, congratulations. You look happy, you know? Yeah, literally. I don't, I'm not like, oh, I wonder how many poses she had to take to get that. She looks, she thinks she's cool. But yeah. for some reason, I think. It's a lot of work. I realize working in social media now that I'm like, this is so much freaking work. Like, getting the angle, getting the lighting, getting the, mm-hmm. like, even if, whether you're, it's a person or a product or whatever, it's like, so much more work than you think it's gonna be yeah and then i'm like i just don't have in it in me to think about myself and my body and my like shapes of my arms or how yeah. I'm like, like it's just i just am like i, I want to just look good <laughs> yeah i don't care yeah enough. i i don't care i don't care enough like totally. would i like to have beautiful photos of myself that i'm like wow i look great absolutely do i care enough yeah. To get that great looking photo, no. Exactly. You, I, I take realized, great pictures of Brett, though. Yeah, I was gonna say you need a friend. <laughs> you need a friend or a girlfriend or boyfriend or someone that's just like naturally good at just like I've I've done this more now. Like anytime I'm with people, I'll just like take pictures of them so that mm-hmm. if I get happen to get a good picture, I'll just like send it to them and be like, these are good pictures here. Yeah, and that's why I need them so nice. to be like in the moment yeah. things. Which, half of my in-the-moment shots, my mouth is, like, wide open, which is, like, Pete Bruce, double chin. I'm like, ah, you know. But they, at least out of, like, if someone takes about 20 pics of those, one of them's going to be fantastic. True, yeah. All the, if I have to, like, pose and smile, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. True, true, true. Take that away. Or you have to make, you have to, like, have a friend that can be like okay pose and then if you look weird you they can be like okay wait wait bend your leg or do this or do that like someone yeah. that actually knows <laughs> i don't well, know Well, that's that's elizabeth for me because mm-hmm. like we've been friends since we were three she's super artistic and talented yeah. like excellent at photography but also knows <laughs> Yeah. The things that I like, the things I don't like, the things about myself that I'm, like, self-conscious about. Totally. And she could take pics of me and be like, I'm not even going to show you those because I like them, but I know you won't. Right. So let's, like, alter the way you're doing this. Yeah. And I'm like, I appreciate that. But she's known me for almost 30 years. So true. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> it is hard. And there's, like, tricks. Like, I, just being on TikTok, they have a lot of pictures of people, like, or they have a lot of videos about like, oh, this is a trick to like look taller or do this. And I'm like, how would anyone know this? Like, are middle schoolers just like testing out the photography settings on their iPhones and just like? I think so. <sighs> Man. When, yeah, in we the meantime, used... I remember my MySpace 
And the way we got photos on MySpace, because we didn't have, like, we had camera phones, but, like... Yeah, camera phones. So, shitty camera phones. So bad. So I would go and I would set up my, like, real camera and would set the timer and then would take my pictures and then would take out the, like, card in the camera, mm. upload them all, and just do it like that. Yeah, and I was like, yes. we we had no clue what, yeah, like, what good photography looked like. <laughs> what photography looked like, we have no clue. Like, editing the photo, like, the most we would edit it would be, like, the computer from, like, the 90s would have, like, those pre-made, like, filters that were also terrible. <laughs> but that didn't do anything. It just changed, like, the color of the photo. Tone. Oh, yeah. Love that. It beautiful that is funny i never had a myspace but i definitely had i have a lot of facebook photos that are look like i just deleted facebook like not that long ago but i had some hideous pictures <laughs> that teenage dirtbag trend on tiktok <laughs> i was trying to look through some and i was like "Ooh, there are some they're not even dirt. i was like it'd be cool if i had like a cigarette or something i just look like a freaking moron in the apple store taking like those like rainbow yes. photos i have those from freshman year of college when like 2009 that was the cool thing to have a macbook like that was the new brand new thing that was out and you would get on the whatever photo app thing it was and it would like photo booth yes (laughs) i had a whole album on my facebook from pictures from photo booth from freshman year yes a hundred percent i couldn't post those i was like these are hideous i will not do this i've been taking a lot of um photos of myself using my tripod thing that i have that i got for work stuff and i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna take my outfit photos but then again these I feel- fantastic they look great thank you i've been feeling like am i being like self-obsessed and i was like i hope people like look at the outfit and not like me because it's more about the outfit it's not about me I'm like, I wish I had like a little model, like a Barbie doll human to dress <laughs> up and then I could take photos of them and it would be great and beautiful. No, they've been really cute. Thank you. I appreciate that. They're all looking nice. Okay. I have my questions. Do you want to dive yes. in? Let's um, dive in. I'm so nervous. No, we're doing great. It's already great. <laughs> I love this. Just chatting. Honestly, this is what it's supposed to be. If you listen to other people's podcasts who are not like professional, professional, I'm like, we're doing great. <laughs> Chatting. Also, think of all the little teens out there that want to hear us talk about our adult woman lives. Uh, yes, I'm sure a 31-year-old a from Louisiana is exactly what they dreamed of. Yes. <laughs> a a hot they, they like a hot, successful <laughs> lady, and that's you. Literally, I want to ask about your Louisiana background because I'm like, I wonder how many... I don't know who listens to this podcast, but I'm like, obviously all my friends here, like whenever they hear Thomas is from Louisiana, they're like, what? Louisiana? And I'm like, yeah, Louisiana. It's a state. Like, have you heard of it? And then they, of course, are like, New Orleans? And I'm like, that's a huge state. It's not just New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask about your life. I want to tell all the people about your um, heroin addict school. AKA I one. so much. <laughs> One heroin addict. Oh my god! But one out of fourteen—that's like, I don't know what percentage, like ten percent. That's a huge percentage. That doesn't even 14%. count. Fourteen percent. What is one divided by fourteen? I don't know. 
How did you percentages? I, I mean, if I had a piece of paper, I could do that. But my, I'm having like doing math in public anxiety, you know, like whenever you need to parallel park and if you think someone's watching you, you all of a sudden can't parallel park. And it's so annoying. It's like, you're not going to help me by like telling me when to turn. I felt terrible one time because I was trying to parallel park and I had Brett in the car with me, which like I've accepted now. I just like pretend he's not there. (laughs) But I looked to the side and I saw all of these people staring at me from inside of this building. And I was panicked. I tried to parallel park either two or three times and then was so stressed because of all these people in this building, like watching me parallel park that I just drove away. (laughs) And we, we looped back around the block and Kaylee, I kid you not, it was an art museum that was doing some weird installation piece of these life-size people cutouts. So they weren't even real people. They were life-size cardboard cutouts of people (laughs) inside of this building. I was going to say, why are there so many people just like in a crowded building? Brett has not let me live that one down yet because i was so distraught about all of these people in this building and i'm like oh i guess they're having an event but they think that i'm weird and they're not even thinking even if they were real humans they would not be thinking twice they'd be like oh sucks parallel parking sucks yeah and how how terrible yeah it's so funny isn't it funny that we always i feel like social media did this to us that we think people think about us so much more than we do like even when we do post shit of ourselves on social media even if it's weird literally like someone might be like ah that's weird and then they will not think about it ever again because they don't care like if i see someone that's weird like maybe i'll be like this is weird usually i make fun of the weird people in the comments of like celebrity posts those are the people that i think are weird not like the person from high school that posted a picture of them on vacation like i don't think that person's weird (laughs) so uh that is parallel parking is brutal though I'm very good at it though. Yeah, me too. It's gotten worse with Thomas's truck though, because his truck is, he has a wide cab and then a short bed. So even more so, I'm like, how do I park this thing? So that's odd. It is weird. I'm gonna get my own car eventually, maybe. Proud of you. My mine is gonna be paid off next February, and I'm lit. Woo! Yeah, Chevy. (laughs) I'm looking into cars, so we'll see how that goes but the car market is not great no it's terrible <laughs> i know i'm like maybe just, I should wait. just hold off just hold off until it goes back i know to close to normal hopefully soon because i want a car to do my life with so i can drive down to louisiana and go see all your heroin addict friends and hang out because that's the whole state <laughs> Love that great circle back. I was literally about to say, wow, we answered that question so well. Nope, there uh, you go, circle back. <laughs> this is how we do it. When you're a host, you just round back to the question. <laughs> or you don't, you just uh, I mean, what in particular about Louisiana? I could I could rant and ramble about my... Yeah, you have an interesting life. You said you were like, I'm going to be boring. And I'm like, you have an interesting life. I don't think a lot of people... Well, if no, a lot of people I know don't even go to the South, and when they do, they go to, like, Charleston or New Orleans, but they're not, like, engaging with the human beings they meet there. They're, like, drinking and, I don't know, going to the beach or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't think people actually, like, engage with Southerners in a real way, 
And I feel very like salty now that I live back in the North because everyone's like, oh, the South is so racist. The South is so this. And I'm like, I don't know, like I miss it. But I'm like, in general, I'm like, I miss the South and the like slower lifestyle. And you're from, how big was your actual town like population wise? Um, like 2000. Yeah, so less than my high school, which is yeah. crazy to think about. That's crazy to me thinking about a high school having that many people. Yeah, because we I graduated with 750 kids. Yeah, that's like, like I remember, <laughs> I remember when my town got the first stoplight because we had we had just a caution light in town, <laughs> and then the casino was built, mm. and that's when all the like big city things like McDonald's and Sonic showed up, and then we got mm. our. I think we have two, maybe three stoplights at max. That's still very small. It's funny. And, <laughs> are your parents from there? I don't know if I've asked you that. Yeah. So my dad was born and raised there in that town, like family farm. Right, right, His right. dad and my grandmother grew up there and worked on, yes, you know, the farm. Um, I didn't know that. my mom is from like an hour away from that, but a very, very similar small town experience yeah so so that's that's all they it's all they grew up on it's all they knew that is small i was like i've been watching gilmore girls and i'm like oh small towns are like so nice but i do think it's like dependent on where the small town is and the small town can be nice if you like like the community but if you're like anxious to get out of the community then that yeah i was i was ready i was ready to leave from like, I don't even remember how early it was. I was ready to leave. Yeah. And sure. it's it's interesting that you either, whenever you grow up in, like, small country towns like that, you're either in love with that small country town. You're like, this is fantastic. I love everything about it. Yeah. Or you're the complete opposite, and you're like, holy hell, get me out of here. Yeah. And I think that I was always a holy hell get me out of here and I don't know how I like became that person because I was you know surrounded by people who loved loved everything about it like I I don't know where yeah but when did you start like pageantry stuff because you like were exposed to other things in that kind of way yeah but it was all people from similar like backgrounds and towns and walks of life so it's not like I was getting out of the same lifestyle I was just getting out of that town to go 30 minutes down the road and have the same so I don't know I I think the only big like travel things that I did was I was on um an all-star softball player and I was on like a travel team and we would you know, travel and play other teams, but that was my only kind of big recollection I have of doing that. But I I think that I always was just like, there has to be something like bigger and more happening. And I think that's what was like a big driver to like, get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's funny. Cause we didn't grow up with social media. 
I'm, I'm obviously like a tad younger, but I didn't have social media till college pretty much. I like Twitter, but I, I think about it now because I'm like, kids like can see everything now. Like we could see stuff yeah. through TV, obviously, but you know, if you weren't watching a lot of TV, it was literally like mm-hmm. books. Like I remember wanting to leave my small, I thought my town was small. Yeah. And that was like, I don't know, Barrington's probably like 100,000 people. Like it's not really mm-hmm. small. The high school is like 300,000. Nothing 3, about that sounds small to me. <laughs> I know, but it's like, wow, the big city. It's like a suburb. But I even felt that way in my suburb. And I think, and I like had been traveling and doing stuff and my parents took me places. But I just like, it still felt like so claustrophobic. I was like, people live a different way. This is not it. Yeah. But I feel like it's reading. I have a theory that readers like always want to, and you, you read a shit ton. Oh, I'm a huge reader. I've yeah. always been a huge reader. Exactly. I have a theory that I'm people who read a lot. Elves. Yeah, exactly. If you read a mm-hmm. lot, you're like, this is, oh, this person lives this way. This person lives this way. And you just hear so many stories. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that makes sense because I, mm-hmm. I think that education is something that like takes you yeah. and like transforms you in that sense. Because I know whenever I go back home, everyone is like, oh, there's Ruth. She thinks she's better than everybody because she went to college. And I'm just like, no, but, like, like I have, I have, like, traveled the world and met, you know, different people from different, like, countries' experiences. Like, I actually took science classes and, like, no, <laughs> you know, like. Not science. That's not dude you'd be you'd be amazed in a southern small town the lack of belief in science like it's wild it's crazy but like and I'm like no I'm like I just like realize that there's more yeah there's other things there's other things to do than like marry at 18 and work at the local dollar general to a guy who works offshore and hunts on the weekends like that just never was there was something I always like was curious about everyone I could not imagine you working at the Dollar General and uh well more more importantly I couldn't imagine you marrying a man that uh hunts on the weekends and I I remember one day at church I was talking about like how much I hated being in the country and how I just wanted to move to a city and travel and do all of these things and I remember one of the women there told me she was like you just wait you say all that now she was like you're gonna end up married um to a country guy and loving it and what a weird thing to say (laughs) well I I think whenever I don't know like it is judgmental like everything that I just said was extremely judgmental i can't but you didn't say you you didn't say it was bad you just said it wasn't good for you like you didn't want that yeah like to me i think that people from like smaller country southern towns see outside life as like something that like if it's not what they're doing then you think that you're better than them because you're doing something different or something you know or totally or they all think that the country life is the way the best yeah. and that that's the best life and that people move off to the city and then come back to the country because the city's crazy and crazy, but. i have not 
I mean, who knows? Will I feel different when I'm 70? I don't know, but I'm 31, and yeah. New Orleans is the smallest city that I would want to live in. Yeah. I Thomas and I have been talking about this a lot because he obviously, he, he does not consider himself from a small town. I always say he's from Podunk nowhere but Shreveport obviously is like Shreveport <laughs> it's from like it's like a city but I, I've not I'd never heard about it mm-hmm. until move not actually even when I lived in New Orleans I didn't hear about it except for one of my friends at college was from Shreveport and actually knew Thomas <laughs> but small world but I feel like I don't know we've been talking a lot about how I, after living in Manhattan for two years I'm like it does make you like the dream about like ooh city life like so fun great like it does kind of ruin that dream for you because new york living is so hard but i feel like that's an extreme it, yes it's very like there's extreme. no i don't see there being any other city outside of new york that's that extreme of a situation like yes, totally los angeles has extreme situations but like as a whole yeah. You not can, you can also live not, away from like that in the city in life. Yeah, and it's not difficult. Like I feel like New York, if you're living away from the city, you're like in like Long Island or Yeah. You know, like you're not in New York. Yeah, yeah. And even yeah. in like the boroughs, like it's more residential, but it's still there's still so many people mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's yeah. just so in a small area. So it is so intense. And it is funny, even living in Chicago, like I feel like sometimes when we're driving around, I'm like, there's so many people here. There's too many people. And it's really made me appreciate, like, I do think New Orleans was, like, the best because of, it's so, like, drivable. It's also, Mm -hmm. like, small enough that you can get around and easy enough. Like, everything takes, like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes unless you're going to, like, the West Bank or Metairie or something. But within the city, it's not hard to get around and... It's also not, like, inundated with people to the point that it, like, there's terrible traffic. Like, I know Atlanta has, like, super bad traffic. Yeah, the only time there's terrible traffic is when the Saints are playing and when it's Mardi Gras. Right, yeah, exactly. Other than that, like, it's bad, but comparatively to other cities, it's not even close. (laughs) Right, and you could, like, easily, if you work, like... I don't know, if you live in Uptown and you work downtown and you're, like, you don't have to be on... I don't know, main road, then it's like, mm-hmm. there's always a way to kind of get around it. Yeah. But yeah, during the holidays, it's like more of a nightmare. But I feel like, I don't know, I really like appreciate the small city vibe. And I've mm-hmm. even appreciated like my suburb more, I think being away from it. But it doesn't necessarily make me like agree with the people that live there. Like I'm not like, it's almost like I like the calmness of like the country or the suburbs or whatever. I'm like, I like that. I love nature. Like we've talked about moving west or like somewhere more nature focused. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I actually don't mind not being like in in a city. I think probably because I'm just like recovering from New York still. But yeah. <laughs> I think I just but the I agree, like I don't always like have the same mindset as people that live in the country and it's not even like political or anything like that it's just like Mm -hmm. I'm like too fast-paced for that but I'm too slow-paced for like New York (laughs) so yeah you know (laughs) you have to find like that 
that in between that you hope exists somewhere totally yeah and it is like you meet people from new york and they actually have the same exact mindset of people that live mm -hmm. in small towns like they think new york or die i'll never leave this place like this is the only way to live and it is funny you like you're like oh everybody's really like loves their place yeah <laughs> whatever that may be and they're defensive i feel like that's a human thing though everyone's like very territorial about totally the thing like their spaces, their places, their people. Yeah. It's very I'm, odd. I'm always like to each their own. Like I just want to find like what's right for me because I don't know. It's just like so much fun to like have a community and like feel good about it and feel like included. And it <laughs> sucks when you're like stuck somewhere and you want to get out so bad. I remember being like 16 and being every day I'd be like, oh, I hate this place. I'm so depressed. I, I'm quitting school. Like this is so stupid. And I'm... Now I look back and I'm like, wow, I had the easiest life ever. I remember being in high school and wanting to apply to the boarding school that's on um, NSU's campus. Oh. And solely because I just needed to not be where I was anymore. Yeah. I ultimately, like, obviously didn't do it. But, like, that's all I was focused in on at one point was gonna apply to this like honors boarding school and i'm just gonna get out yeah oh god i can't even imagine i feel like kids nowadays they literally see the other option and it's so easy to think that looks fun because you're like oh look mm -hmm. at them they're like in boarding school and they're doing this and you can literally find anyone doing anything that you're not doing right now yeah i mean i do that as an adult i'm like ah oh, they live in la it looks so fun they can go to the beach whenever they want and really they're sitting in traffic for like seven hours a day so <laughs> you know different different vibes for everyone i do want to ask you i'm not going to keep you forever because obviously it's a school night but uh, well, i'm clearly doing so much at 7 p.m on a monday but i do want to ask about like your higher ed life and how you got into that because you were obviously very educational you were in honors college or what is it called honors college scholars college scholars college there we go yeah you went to northwestern state I always want to say Northwestern, and then I'm like, no. Nah, I gotta add that state on the end. <laughs> yeah. And did scholars, I still think they should give you your freaking like scholars diploma or whatever. <laughs> Even though, didn't you write your thing, but you just didn't turn it in or something? Your dissertation or? Well, whenever you write your thesis, you have to do um, like different drafts of it. You have to do your thesis defense. You know, there's like a lot of pieces of it. And mine wasn't completely done like it was pretty much done it would have taken that much to like finish it but yeah but you graduated early and you graduated yeah. early were you just like i need to start making money yeah i was i was just like ready for my life to start yeah. and i got a job offer that just kind of like i wasn't looking for it someone just contacted me and they were like hey, you know, we were looking for someone for this position and we asked a few people and they said, said that you would be great at it. Do you want to interview? And flew me out to Detroit. I did all of my interviews and everything like that. And they gave me the offer and they were like, but you got to move in two weeks and you have to be done with your degree by December. And I said, okay. <laughs> okay sure. And so I, I went to um, the dean of my college and I was like, I have this job opportunity. I want to do it. 
Um, is there a way for me to like change majors and things to graduate early? And they were like, well, yeah, because scholars, I was taking like 20 hours every semester. Like I, Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah. One semester I did 24. Like I was just for fun. Had, had a lot of credit hours. Like I was very much like ahead of the game could, could have graduated a semester early if I was not in the scholars oh. college. And so they like looked at it and they were like, yeah, they're like, but you're in all in-person classes. And so I went to my professors and I was like, Hey, I got this job opportunity, but I just I have to move to Detroit. Is there a way I can finish the classes online? And they're like, yeah. That's so nice. That's the good thing about going to a small school where you like kind of know the professors or you do know all of them well. Yeah. And you're like, hey. I think it's also a perk. Like I wasn't, an, I hate saying it because it sounds so pretentious, but like I wasn't a nobody on campus. I was the homecoming queen. I was the cheerleader. I was in the sorority. I was in the, all yeah. the different like honors organizations and things like that. Like I worked in the admissions office, you know, yeah. I, you were, yeah, I, you were like engaged in the school and the, community. yeah, I was, I was all over campus. My like GPA was great. My faculty like knew that I wasn't just like this person that's like, Hey, yeah. you know, trying to come to them with like some weird, you know, reason why I needed to finish classes online or something like that. Everyone was just like, yeah. it's Ruth. She's, She's pretty much done, like, her yeah. assignments. Like, this was in, like, mid-October, so I still had half of the semester left, but it wasn't, like, that much comparatively with, like, assignments and things. Yeah, totally. So they they let me do it. Yeah. That, <laughs> so, is, that, is, um, that is, I was, like, the total opposite. I was, like, <laughs> nobody knows me. I don't go to class. I try to get out of things because I don't want to do them. <laughs> But your way is the better way to be because then you can graduate early and nobody's like, hey. But what made you want to do higher ed? Were you already in? Because your program was what? No, I was pre-law. Right. I was like, I thought you were doing more of a. Yeah, I was pre-law and I was working at the time as a student worker in the athletic department on campus. Okay. Um, so my first job was also in athletics. Mm -hmm. Um. Right second job was in athletics. Um, and then after that, I switched to admissions and recruiting because I wanted to get my master's. Mm -hmm. And what I was doing in athletics, my time was not real. Right. Um, I was the director of ticket sales and operations. So essentially, anytime there was a home game on campus for any sport, I had to be there. Yeah had to reconcile, do all of the everything with like the money afterwards, making sure everything matched, doing like the audits and things like that. Yeah. I had no no time. Like I remember during football season, I would be at the office until like one AM oh, just yeah. finishing things for that football game. You know, so yeah. I was like Mm, this isn't, you know, I have things I, I want to do. This is a better job for someone who like doesn't want to go back to school and things like that. Right. Um, so I switched to recruiting and admissions because they had, they had an open position. I interviewed, I was a student worker before athletics and recruiting and admissions. So I mm -hmm. knew the deal. 
it was just weird because I never, I never considered that a job mm. whenever I was in college. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy because like I worked with these people all the time. Like clearly this is a, <laughs> yeah. a job, but like, that's not something when you're in high school, they're like, Oh, do you want to possibly run a university one day? Right. Like course. when people think working out of college, they think like, oh, you're a teacher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime I say I'm, I like did education, they're like, oh, yeah, teaching is great. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, different. not the same. But like, no one, no one ever talks to you about that. And there's so many colleges and universities all over the world that someone would tell students about, but it's not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I did that, and I I love. I feel like working at a university, even if you don't like the area that you're working in, there's other things happening. Like from if you want to be a faculty member, if you want to work in athletics, if you want to be a counselor, if you want to help people find jobs or, you know, like there's so many different like niche areas Mm -hmm. that it like feels like a little city to me. So that's what I think is cool because there's so there's so many different opportunities so like even if you don't like what you're doing you can figure out something yeah higher ed's definitely like a it's like a small world i feel like because everybody kind of knows everybody like especially if you're in Mm -hmm. a place like new orleans like you could get to know people at other schools and yeah and you definitely like you know everyone kind of works at whatever school depending on like whatever the job is like if it's Mm -hmm. better than another school or whatever and it definitely is I'm, like, very curious. I feel like this podcast is going to turn into me, like, asking people how they got their jobs. Because people do have, like, the most random jobs and nobody knows about them. As I, like, mm-hmm. anytime I like, have looked for jobs, I'm always, like, didn't know this was a job. Didn't know this existed. Like, I've never even heard of this role. Like, there's just so many opportunities out there. And I'm always curious how people get them because a lot of people just, like, fall into things. Yeah. And, but education, I feel like, is a good one. I definitely miss it. And I feel like it's very... <laughs> I think the only thing that sucks about it is that, like, unless you're, like, a president or a dean or a provost, like, the pay is terrible. Yeah. And that's so confusing to me because... Because they get so much money. There are so many institutions that make so much money, and you would think that, like, educating the, like, the new generations would be important to people you know and it's just not but I'm like how do you think all of these like life-saving doctors and like lawyers and engineers and all of that you know like obviously the world wouldn't tick without them but they wouldn't be where they are without the people who worked at colleges and universities and educated them them. yeah exactly it is interesting I always think like education is like the pinnacle and I don't even think like I didn't want to go to college I don't think like it doesn't have to be necessarily like go to college and then go to get a get a master's get a whatever but like there needs to be some sort of educational process like whether you go to like trade school or community college or you know there's like there has to be something because you also yeah the guidance I wish I I was an idiot when I went to Tulane like there were so many resources to me that I did not use because I was Mm -hmm. like "Mm, Tulane sucks man everybody's snotty and I was like I was being the brat but like there's so many resources like if Abby had been working there when I went to school there like I would have 
100% been like, yo, Abby, what's, I still ask her, I'm like, hey, like, what is, I just like asked her about job advice randomly. And I'm like, this is your job. Like you just tell people how to apply and what to do and like life advice. And I don't know, I feel like it's, kids need so much of that, especially cause nowadays there are so many different opportunities and mm-hmm. they just need guidance. Like doesn't matter your background at all. Like obviously like my parents had money and they gave me shit advice. I had no life advice. I'm still like, what do I do with my life? Ah. And they're like, shut up. And I'm getting paid more. This is how this has come to be that I need guests on because I'm like, I'm getting paid more than I've ever been paid in my entire life. I do have a job and a half. So that like adds to it, but I still am like, this is so pointless. I'm like, I need something that feels fulfilling and or like, isn't burning me out as much as I'm being burned. Haley, I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't think that you're going to find this. No, I just, I feel like, I feel like the things, like the jobs that you want for your like fulfilling, like ideal are not jobs that are going to pay you or pay you well. And then you're going to move to those jobs and then be like, yeah, (laughs) that's why. No, I'm so serious. I think, I think you just need to like, Find a job that pays decent, but like yeah. isn't like this crazy where you just constantly yeah. feel overworked totally. and just like spend the rest of your time like volunteering and doing things like outside of the house. And yes. I feel like that would solve all of your problems. Yeah, you're right. I feel like I got this job and it's a lot of like it's a startup, so they obviously overwork you no matter what. But I'm getting <laughs> paid well or well enough. And I can stay in business and get paid more. Like I could probably make a hundred thousand dollars a year easy if I stayed like in the business sphere Mm -hmm. and that'd be great. But it is just like soul sucking. And I'm like, and, and that's the thing I think about it. And I'm like, actually our job at UNO, like I bitched about it a lot, but it was more the organization Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like, I was like, shit, could be better. And we also got paid crap. And Let's we got paid honest. crap. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you even in education, we got paid poorly. <laughs> it cracked me up because whenever I, I don't even remember who I told, but when I, it was whenever I got my master's mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, so you'll get a pay raise, right? And I was like, what? And they were like, well, that's how it works, right? Like, I know my company, like, if you get a higher degree like it automatically is like a pay raise and i'm like (laughs) no like no no, no. no. (laughs) i know working in business is so weird they give you like and like i'll work with people who work at like amazon or these like huge companies and they'll or just like i'll meet people and they'll be like oh yeah like my bonus was like forty thousand dollars and i'm like that's your bonus like their end of your bonus check is like what we Mm -hmm. made at UNO like I we made I made 35 at UNO I think everybody was like in the same and I was Mm -hmm. like of course New Orleans is like cheaper but I'm like that is still crazy low and now New Orleans isn't that cheap so that is like rough it's so amazing what people get paid like a lot of people I know are consultants and they get paid like a shit ton I'm looking at education consulting stuff because I'm like maybe I could do both. <laughs> like, it won't be, it still won't be, like, as fulfilling as, like, working at a nonprofit, like, helping children all the time. But, you know, the pay will be a shit ton better, which is always good. Love that. Yeah. And go help the kids on the weekend. Exactly. I am volunteering. I did a, I did a volunteer, like, food pantry situation oh, yeah. with my church. Like, you know, there's, 
Yes, I do want to ask what, so what do you say, what is like your, do you find fulfillment from your job? Is it more like, you obviously have like religion in your life. Does that feel fulfilling? Is it like the giving back? Or what do you think are, is your like fulfilling things? Is it relationships? I feel like that, I, that's, I'm missing that a lot too from working from home. I'm like, mm -hmm. I need to talk to humans. I don't give a shit if they're the worst people on the planet. I need to, to talk to yeah. somebody. I miss community. Like that's fulfilling to me. I I don't know. I don't I don't find my job fulfilling. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't. Well, you got I a mean, new I, job, I, huh? You got a new job recently too. Yeah, I just got a new one. But like nothing, nothing in that area to me is like fulfilling. It's like, do I enjoy some of the things that I'm doing? Yeah, like yeah. it's not like I'm like going and like shoveling like concrete every day or you know like yeah, oh like yeah like you get to talk to people you get to do things and like stuff like that but like my fulfillment and like joy in life mm -hmm. comes from like outside right like i think i've made it like i'm not like obviously like 60 but i'm 31 i've lived like i've lived time so and old. 31 yeah but like it i don't know like i feel like it's old enough to yeah. wear you have like finally like come to like accept yeah. who you are like you you've made all of your like big personality mistakes because like you you know like you didn't know enough people or have enough experiences or like yeah. things like that totally. so i feel like me at this point i'm like very happy with like the person that i am and then i have good relationships like all the friends that i have are not like filler friends mm -hmm. like i like i'm like i have some like acquaintances yeah. you know like i i inherited a lot of friends through brett which like they're fantastic people but they're not people that like i talk to every day and like right, yeah. have one-on-one -on -one hangout time and call them when i'm like sad about something you know like yeah, yeah. wonderful people but they're not like yeah yeah i mean they're yeah you're partner friends yeah so and so the the friends that i have like are good people they're good friends they're not like just random that like fill up like space in my head yeah totally. um like and then yeah friends. like i i have I have things with my church. I have volunteer things. Brett and I travel. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that there, like, is a huge thing in, like, just finding joy in, like, small things, mm -hmm. which he, like, laughs at me about all the time. But he's, like, I low-key love that because I'm, like, happy. Like, small things make me very, very happy. Like, yeah. it sounds really stupid. But when he got you socks early on in your dating. Oh, I love those socks. The socks. Those <laughs> socks are so great. Yeah. But like that's that's it. Like mm -hmm. work to me pays bills. Yeah. And as long as it's paying my bills and it's not causing me stress, mm -hmm. I'm like fantastic. Like yeah. my bills are paid. I have insurance. It's not causing me stress. Cool. The job that I had currently, I love the people that I worked with, but that job was causing me way too much stress for that to be worth it totally. new job hopefully will be a different scenario but like yeah that's how i feel about work like work is there to pay money work isn't there to like fulfill me or make me feel good about myself because i get that 
other places. Yeah. I feel like this is, like, this is, as you're, like, speaking about this, I'm like, oh, this is, this seems like a thing, because you and Thomas both speak about this in a very different way than I think about this. And I think, even though I think you're right, like, you guys are, I think it's going to be, like, a rich kid thing. Like, when you grow up with, like, a lot, there's, like, the weird level of, like, pressure to hit a certain like level of money making and status and whatever and even when you like even when even if you're like doing whatever and not even thinking about that as much there's still like this added level of like you know like you just grow up where you're like oh stuff is what you need like stuff is the thing and it's not like the small joys or fulfillment i used i used to think like that like i i cared a lot about like not having a high enough job title at the time that like I thought I should have had at the time or Mm -hmm. making a certain amount of money at the level that, you know, like all of those things were big deals to me because I thought that that's what made me like an important person. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know when it was, but like literally one day I just completely stopped just caring about it yeah like i i don't i don't share like my job things on social media like all of like the you know big things that i've done in my like i didn't even share my promotion like because i was like what does it matter if other people know that i have this promotion you know like i i just stopped caring about like any of like anyone else's like view of whether or not I was successful because I was happy and that that wasn't like I would say that maybe that was like three years ago or maybe even two like it wasn't it wasn't that long ago but it was very much like I see people on like social media who like have to like oh I did all these things at work and I'm so cool and I'm like yeah. I mean, I hope that that makes you happy and that you're like posting that because that's like you being proud of yourself and not right. like you needing the validation from people around you being proud of yourself. Yeah. And, like that sounds so preachy like, "Oh, you don't need validation." But <laughs> no, it's like, true. I, I just stopped caring one day cuz I was just like, "I'm happy." And I I think it happened like around right before I met Brett mm-hmm. and that was like I had finally removed myself from like the toxic and like abusive relationships that I was in because I mm-hmm. think that was another thing like I needed something to make me feel like yeah, the good. situation you know yeah, yeah. good about myself yeah, and they so, were making you feel bad so you're like I need to feel good yeah this. yeah but now I just I don't care. Money's good. I would like to have nice things and be able to like have these extravagant stuff, but I'd rather be happy because I had a, I had a job that paid me very, very well and I was not happy. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's like me currently. I'm like, I'm really stressed out. <laughs> yeah. But. Like I, I just have made it to the point. I'm like, I'd rather be happy. I have good people around me. Yeah. I have like good things happening in my life. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's definitely, I think part of it's, like, maturity is, like, you kind of realize, like, what you want and what you actually want versus, like, what is, like, told you should have. Like, some people Mm -hmm. will, like, push you. It's weird when I was living in New York, I feel like 
that was super like like status is such a thing there like everybody yeah. has fake like they'll have fake designer bags because they need to like and obviously people have real designer bags it's like <laughs> millions of dollars but there's people who like will get fake designer bags because they need to like pretend to be in and like i i've talked to like you know a lot of people that live there that were girls around our age and they i would be like oh like i love your blah 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 and they'd be like oh it's fake like so they don't even like lie about it they'll tell you it's fake but i'm like it's clearly like a facade like you're trying mm-hmm. to fit in with the new york like hustle it was so funny my old roommate in new york we were just talking about new orleans and like i was like yeah people drink a lot but it's a lot of like just joy like people are just like celebratory there in general and she's like oh yeah people in new york drink a lot but it's just because we're stressed out all the time and i was like that is depressing yeah that sounds terrible like i'd rather have less and not be stressed totally it's like it's i think part of it is like keeping up with the joneses is always like a thing obviously like if you see if you're like oh that's my neighbor and he has like this how do i not have that like there's always a natural kind of comparison but then like social media makes it bad and then also if you're living in cities where like so if you move to LA and everybody's like rich and celebrities like of course you're gonna feel less than because you literally have less money than them but they also like got lucky they got to be an actor and got rich or what like their job just Mm -hmm. happens to be lucrative they're not necessarily like more talented or whatever but it is interesting to see where people get like validated from Mm -hmm. because it's obviously should not be online even though we all want that I love when people tell me my outfits look good but it's that's so funny i i solely use social media as a form of entertainment like i don't i don't use it for like other than entertainment and having those influencer girls that i like their style like literally link down to the accessories in their outfit that way i can buy it and not have to figure it out like that's it I feel like it comes and goes for me. I'll be, like, really into it and talking to a lot of people. But if I'm actually, like, having a good time in my life, I, like, forget to use it. And then I'll, like, mm-hmm. post later or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it depends on the day, really. <laughs> if I'm spiraling, then I'm posting all sorts of things like a crazy person. But I remember yelling at you one time because you were commenting and you were, like, upset by how white Chrissy Teigen's teeth were. Or like how perfect they were and you were upset that your teeth weren't that perfect yeah and i was just like kaylee if you were that rich and famous <laughs> like do you think that those are like naturally her perfect teeth or that she has an amazing yeah, great dentist orthodontist that like made them like that like true honestly i've been looking into brow uh, what are they called? Brow, like, transplants. They put, like, your head that's hair. that's where you're going. We've been talking about brow transplants for so long. They look, they look so good, but then the problem is you have to cut them because they grow, like, your hair, like, your head hair. Because they take it oh, from your Oh, so, like, head. my eyebrows, like, the giant, like, caterpillars I have curly. on my... Yeah, if you got your hair from your head and put it there, it would be, like, super curly, like, your uh, head. My eyebrows are ridiculous. I hate the fact that they're curly and like brett has curly hair why are his eyebrows also not curly i literally was just gonna say that i was like literally thomas does not have curly he has huge eyebrows but they're not curly (laughs) yeah like mine are 
so curly. Like I look like an evil cartoon villain because they do like, you know how like people curl up the sides of their mustaches? Yeah. Like my, I have to like mega gel them. Wait, is that with Willy Wonka? Doesn't he do that with his eyebrows or some evil character? Oh, um, what is the, what are the kids, the orphans? The Powerpuff Girls? No, the miserable books, the books with Count Olaf and the miserable kids. Oh, um, Series, series of, of unfortunate events. <laughs> yeah, series of unfortunate events. He had, I'm pretty sure when, um, what's his He name? has crazy eyebrows. Yeah, yeah like, Jim Carrey. Yeah, they, they glue his eyebrows up and twist them mm-hmm. up. That's so funny. Your eyebrows don't look anything like that, though. I can't they're show so, people. They're so funny. Like, Brett occasionally will, like, lean over to me while we're out and, like, take his finger and try to, like... Man. push my eyebrows you can gel does gel ever like keep them yes i even bought the like expensive like i don't even know how you properly say it it's either anastasia or anastasia, oh, how, anastasia i don't really i don't know if people are like being like sarcastic whenever they say like anastasia like whenever people say like target and target, target so i don't yeah. actually know what the brand is called i think it is anastasia but maybe i'm making that up I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's a like thirty dollar eyebrow freezing gel. Oh, and I think I have that one. Is it the clear one? It's so it's clear and it's like such a small container, and it took me forever to like talk myself into buying it because I was like, "There's no way I need a thirty dollar container of like nothing." <laughs> and I like tried all the cheap things, didn't work. They have good stuff. Bought that. Still doesn't work. What? I use, the, like, I use the the brow pencil from them that I like. But it, like, fills... You, like, fill in your brows with it, so... Oh, I don't need my brows filled. I have a... Different vibe. I have enough eyebrow. <laughs> but then I use Urban Decay's, like, gel, and I, like, stick them up. Because that's what uh, Haley Bieber and Gigi Hadid and all of them, they, like, yes. push their eyebrows up. That's, like, the thing right now. There's um, mm-hmm. a girl I know who does that to her eyebrows i think they're called like feathered or something like that Mm, and i'm like they look so great on you if i did that i would totally be an evil villain from like shark boy and lava girl or something like it'd be terrible you'd have like little curlies (laughs) just so bad i do that but i literally was like i need to get like or the the what are the eyebrow tattoos what are those called? I can't think of any words today. Microblading. Yeah, microblading. But those look less real, which is, like, the problem. I think that they look less real when you already don't have a ton of eyebrow, but I feel like you have yeah. enough where if you fill it in, it wouldn't look crazy. That's true, because I wouldn't get... Yeah, I'm not trying to get, like, legit tattoos. I have some hair, but I just want, like, just these little... I wish I could... Uh, I can't show the people, but... <laughs> that's why once once this podcast gets wild enough and people are like sure i'll listen to ruth and kaylee talk about eyebrows for 30 minutes um you should do where you have like the youtube yeah um like camera set up where it's like oh you could watch the podcast or listen to it yeah i actually watch a lot of podcasts because i like seeing the people but then it's certain podcasts like it's weird to watch them because i've been listening to it for so long that i'm like <laughs> oh now it's weird to like watch you like, the whole point of podcasting is so you can, like, do other stuff and you don't have to, like, watch something. But some people are fun to look at if they're very, like, facially expressive and stuff. Depends. Yeah, I think it's more fun if there's, like, also, like, a bigger group of people. Yeah. You can tell who's talking. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely easier. True. Ah, there's so many options. I need to get. I got 900 listens to one episode, and it was the one about me having to be nicer to women. And I was like, what? I was like, did I like hashtag something secret or how did people find this? Kaylee, no lie. I think that that was the episode that I could not listen to. Oh, probably. I don't even know what I said. I probably was very annoyed. All I I remember was something about you saying that if if you're a woman and you don't like another woman, it means that you're jealous of them. And that was probably a generalization. I was just like... No, I was like, that completely, like, takes all the responsibility of people being terrible people off of themselves and being like, oh, you don't like me, you must suck. That's true. You know, like, or you must be jealous of me, like, how, like, whenever the moms in movies and, like, their kids are, like, three and, like, the bully pushes them and they're like, oh, that just means they're jealous of you, or if they're a boy, oh, that just means they like you. I'm like, no, that just means they probably are a bad person and are just... Honestly, I don't even like I edit them, but after that I don't listen to them again. So I don't know what is said. <laughs> but you know what it is? Thomas is like tainting my th- like thoughts about women. I always tell him he hates women. He doesn't hate women, but he says he's a very harsh person. So like he's like I always say women hate each other. And I'm like it's not that women hate each other. We just have like a there's just more shit going on between us cuz we have higher expectations for our friends. So like and then we also are like a big in-group, but it's big. It's too big to be an in-group. I, I think that more women also pay more attention yeah. to things and are more um, open with having emotions. Totally. Because I remember Brett was like going on one day about how our friend group gives amazing gifts. He's like, I just don't get it. I don't understand like your your friend group gives the best gifts and i was just like i mean they're great gifts like i'm really excited like we all give good gifts so you're not wrong there but like they're not like crazy insane gifts yeah they're just like and he's like but y'all like they're they're perfect for the person that's getting the gift like it's such a perfect gift for that person and i'm like we're friends so we know what each other that's the point (laughs) likes and we get them a gift that's something that they like love. Yeah. And I was like, have you never like talked to your friends about like things that they just really love and are interested in? And he like thought about it. And he was like, no, like yeah, it's literally, and, and he's like, great. Like he's such a thoughtful yeah. person, but like their, their guy group as a whole has never like been like, Oh yeah. group. Like I love this. I like I think there's only one guy in their group who, like, you could know the things that he likes because he's very in your face about the things that he likes. And not, like, in a bad way, but, like... Like, he's that hype about it. He's hype about it. Yeah, Yeah, he loves it. He's got all the things, you know, he loves it, so you know. But, like, the rest of them, I don't think I've ever just, like, had normal, like, guy-to-guy conversations about their, like personal interests and things yeah it is a different i do think the expectations for women in general are different and 
between women are different. Like you're, we are expected to kind of be like, we have to caretake and care about other people. So we can't talk mm-hmm. about ourselves too much. So we have to like ask you like, what do you like? What do you do? What, you know, whatever it is. And like men just like, will literally Thomas is like, I will spend a whole day with my friend Justin and we'll like chat here and there. We'll be like, Oh, want to go to that restaurant? And we won't like talk. <laughs> He's like, we're not talking. We're just hanging out together. And I'm like, I love chatting. I want to hear everything. I want to know everything. Like, I don't know. That's, that's so funny. Cause I was, I was trying to explain my family to like Brett and his family one day, mm-hmm. because what you just said about like Thomas and his friend, just like going to dinner and like not talking. Mm. That's literally my family. That's how my like I have, family. I have gone to like dinner with my parents and have just like sat in silence at the table. Don't kill me. Because they just don't. They're not chatty. They're yeah. <laughs> they're not chatty. They're they just don't chat. And it's crazy to me because like his family is like in a group text together, mm-hmm. and you know like talks all the time and you know stuff like that. And I'm like, that's so cool. And to me, that's like... Then you fight all the time, too. <laughs> the female friendships and the guy friendships. Like, yeah. female friendships, they talk all the time, but and then they have arguments a lot because yeah. that's what happens when you spend a lot of time sharing emotions and talking and getting things out. It's like sometimes there's going to be, yeah, there's gonna be like, misunderstandings or, you know, things like that. Exactly. But if you don't really talk about anything... Totally. I mean... It's very different. Thomas doesn't, like, he'll say, like, he's like, oh, I, like, if someone, if I don't fuck with someone, I don't care if they know. And I'm like, if I don't like somebody and they know, like, I'm afraid that there's going to be, like, conflict. But I'm like, no one's going to, like, start conflict with Thomas Mm -hmm. if, you know, and I think men don't start conflict with each other because they know it could get, like, physical or something. Women will, like, be like, oh, well, I heard this thing and, like, is this true? Like... We're also, like, we probably naturally want to, like, fix things more, maybe, or we just, I don't know what it is, but... I avoid everything. I, I'm... Yeah, actually, I hate it. I'm the queen of avoiding things. Like, I... Okay. I'm just like, oh, I don't... And I think it goes back to just, like, not have, like, anyone that I know that I just, like, don't like enough to care if they're around. Like, True, yeah. there's some people that I don't, like vibe well with mm-hmm. but if I don't vibe well with you I'm not gonna like sit and try to hold a conversation with you like I'm not gonna be mean to you I'm gonna be like polite and tell you hi and like ask how your day you know like yeah. things like that which I feel like is a very southern thing to do yeah. but I'm not gonna like go out of my way and put myself in your presence yeah, you yeah. know like and then the people that I like very much do not like are people who have like harmed me like badly and should not be liked by the world that's true then you just like everyone avoids them because they're terrible people yeah yeah so it's not just like a difference of opinion or like difference of like vibes you know like we just like like the people that i don't like are people that are like universally hated yeah because they should be yeah i feel like our friend group is like everyone's like pretty easygoing and even if there's like weirdness like i feel like it gets talked about at some point Mm -hmm. like like, even kate texted me i don't even know when and uh, i can't remember what she said but she said something like 
oh, like, I, I hope you didn't feel weird about something. I don't even remember what it was. It could have been years ago. But she said something, like, after we hung out, like, oh, I hope I didn't make you feel weird or whatever. Like, and I was like, oh, I didn't even, I literally didn't think twice about that. But she's, like, the type of person that would go out of her way to, like, make sure you're comfortable and, and she didn't, mm -hmm. like, offend you. And I think that is, like, it is really dependent on the person because I have a friend or, like, newer friends, I feel like. And I have, I can tell we just do not know how to comp like communicate properly like when it's just us two we're fine but when like life things get in we just navigate the world so differently that yeah. like we don't know how to like do that together obviously like that could change if we become deeper friends but it's just it's really funny because like I feel like I shouldn't care about it as much but it's maybe because she's a woman like if she was a guy I'd be like oh we're just different but because she's a woman I feel like I should be like oh, like, this is on me. I need to, like, fix this. And I'm like, I don't need to, like, the, I could just, like, let it be. Nah, let it, it be. If you're not vibing. Yeah, but I really like, like her. That's the weird thing. I just assess, like, is it is it that big of a deal? You know, like, is it, like, a detrimental communication flaw where, and if it is, then maybe that's just not a, like, close personal friend. Maybe that's, like, a casual Hangout friend, true. you know? Very true. I like to like people. That's the problem. So when I'm like, there's something off, then I'm like, I gotta figure it out. You are. You are so social. Like and like, people. so like, oh, I gotta get down down to the root of why you don't like me. And I was like, Kaylee. I gotta get to the details, the dirty details. <laughs> I literally was at this party Saturday and like we were all drinking and I was, this one couple was from Charlotte. They were visiting... Um, a couple here that I know is from Charlotte and they, I, we like dug in deep to like life stuff quick. And I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do this. And they were like, totally fine. They were like very, very like chill. Like they're younger than me even. And they're very chill and like nice and sweet. And I just was like, I didn't mean to like bring us to this level. And they're like, it's totally <laughs> fine. I was like, anytime I drink, I just ask deep questions. I'm sorry. And they're like, it's actually totally fine. And I was like, cool. Like, That's I how you it, ended up accidentally getting the snap of that swinger couple. You just I try you to ask too many story. questions at a bar. I literally try to explain that story to people, and everyone's like, "You're an idiot." And I'm like, "Okay, but who sends sex videos to somebody on like a Tuesday morning?" Like, I was at work. I think I ran into your office and was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like that's we were at work. <laughs> we don't work at night, you know. We weren't like in the. It wasn't a Saturday night, and we were like at the bar. It was literally. Tuesday or whatever. I was like, what the F? I do get into trouble. It's very questionable. My curiosity. I think that's why this podcast will do well. I have a deep curiosity, so hopefully. I think I think Jonathan Van Ness already has that that area covered. Is it? I've never I've never heard of his does he have a podcast now? He had a book. Um they have a podcast, um, it's called Getting Curious. Mm, okay okay i'll have to listen to it but no he's not talking to my people you know so <laughs> nobody's talking to ruth from kinder true kinder slash new orleans because you've been there long enough yeah i feel like this is the spot yes for well, now until i convince brett that it's time to move to canada <sighs> cool canada you could use your french you could go to quebec yeah i looked into that i Kaylee, I did so much research on Canada. Like, I, no lie, like, 
Roe v. Wade, I went into I'm moving mm. and <laughs> I determined that Toronto was the best spot for us. Yeah, it's just like Chicago. Because, huh? Everybody says it's literally just like Chicago. Yes. So very, very similar. There's job opportunities for things that he does or job opportunities for things that I do. There's like city and then there's outdoor things because we like to like hike and do outdoor like nice it all fit perfectly i found myself in orange theory there i found an apartment complex for us to live it's a five minute walk to the local church that i would go to like i thought you bought you basically bought the house that's all you needed oh yeah i i planned i planned our life in toronto i was looking up breakfast places where we could have like weekend brunch that's so funny we should visit thomas and i are on our like find a place to live grind for like the next like but when you know a couple years we'll buy a place we're like we need to find a place we actually want to buy a place so we could look in quebec or in toronto yeah it'd be cool we should take a trip i'm trying to take trips everywhere i'm like telling people i'm like okay i'm going to charleston who wants to meet me there what are you going to charleston for just to check it just out. Just to go? Yeah, like, I need to check it out. I might want to live there. My sister said I should go live. Literally everybody I meet goes, go live in Charleston. So I'm going to visit. I, I think know. that's where Kylie wants to live. Yeah, literally everybody's obsessed with Charleston. I've never met a white person from the Northeast that is not obsessed with Charleston. Huh. I've never thought about it. It's, I just was like, oh, that's a pretty place. It's like a bougier New Orleans. Gotcha. That's what okay. says. They're like, it's like nicer, more colonial bougie new orleans and it's on the beach which is better yeah better for the My, temperature i'm like i want a city i need like i need a city i would prefer it not to snow but if i well, would Toronto's like to have the problem. yeah but i'm like if i would like to have rights as a woman and Ugh. better education systems and better healthcare systems and better diversity for my mixed children to live i will live in the snow in toronto if my family's overall lifestyle is better that's true they have a toronto or canada has like an interesting political system like it's funny because you're like i've i've only been to vancouver but like you'll you'll see like the political segregation there a lot but they also have like Mm -hmm. A shit ton of asian immigrants so then like that plays a role into things and then you'll like go out to whatever the mountain is that's up there that i've been to and i can't think of the name of um all i all i know is that we want to go hiking in bath oh yeah that's like much farther up i think yeah <laughs> you could go at like an hour up north and um they had like the olympics there the rings are there. I can't, I literally, my brain is not working, but. Oh, okay. I hate this so much because I know exactly what you're talking about. In Cool Runnings, yeah. it's where they went to do up. the qualifier for Whistler. the Olympic. Whistler. Yes. No. Yes, Whistler. Is the, Whistler Mountain is where they went. Yeah, but what Whistler what location Rangers. is that? Like. British Columbia? Whistler. It is, a, it's like a town, Whistler. It's so beautiful, like, when you're driving up there from Vancouver. Okay, this is problematic. I need you to look that up for me because my brain's not going to stop thinking about it. Um, Google Google where the Jamaican bobsled team went (laughs) for their first Olympic qualifier. For Olympic 
qualify. Okay, let's see. Uh, Calgary. Calgary, that's it. Calgary that's is it. a different, like, what are they called, regions? Okay. I don't know anything about Canada, clearly. But, um, yeah, Calgary. That's not Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver and you go an hour north. Vancouver's like all the way in the west and it's close to Seattle. Yeah, it's close to Seattle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you go that was, an hour That north was the closer. other spot that it said to live. It's so expensive but, there. So Yeah. Expensive. But that was that was what got me. It was it's the so expense cool. and then the like work opportunities for the two of us. So I was like, it's beautiful. I was like, but well, we can, you know, catch a catch a flight out there no totally. big deal vancouver's awesome i would definitely go to visit again because i've been twice now and it's like it's really fun they have incredible asian food they have incredible views and it's just like a good time we did go fishing there for like four hours and did not catch one didn't even get like a nibble though so you know at least you have a memory yeah it was beautiful beautiful views so it's definitely fun i need to go to more places up there Toronto could be next. There we go. I'll let you know how cold it gets. Or you could come with you and Brett. We should take a little trippy. We should. I, I'm like on a high horse right now about <laughs> wedding things or just like life things that people invite you to that are like the most inconvenient place you could possibly go to. They're like, oh, come to this like faraway island in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, we're not bajillionaires. I don't understand. Uh, the, so the wedding in Cabo I'm going to in October. Well, Cabo at least is a freaking, you, you get the airport and you're right there. If they're like, come to Tulum, I'm like, I'm not driving 40 minutes, you know, two hours after I land. You know, it's just like, uh, it's just a nightmare. I'm like, if I'm going to your wedding, it better be like within 30 minutes of a goddamn airport. Because otherwise I'm not coming and don't be like, oh, this could be your vacation for the year. I want to go on my own vacation away from everybody. Like, I don't want to be planning my vacation around your wedding. I'm just, uh, I'm on, and I even haven't, I have not even been invited to these weddings. It's just seeing other people go to them <laughs> and being annoyed and being like, I'm I want to. I'm sorry that my life is annoying you, Carrie. <laughs> I'm just like. I mean, it's fine if you, like, want to go, but when people... I feel like so many people are just spending so much money that they don't have... Or at least people I know are spending so much money they don't have and, like, getting into credit card debt to go to, like, weddings that they don't need to be... Like, they're... It's not even they're from there. Like, you're not from this place and wherever. You're just making people fly across the world. Some people buy... I know some people will pay for, like, the hotel and stuff, at least, which is nice, but... Yeah, that was us when we were in Barcelona. The um, right. the bride and groom's family paid for our like villa that all. Right. Well, I mean, it was. But they're from there. They're. Right? It was for one of them. No. Is from them, or no. one of them's families from there, or something. No. Oh, okay. Well, then they're on my list. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. I mean, it was nice. Like, I mean, we were. Brett was part of the wedding party, so I'm sure like that perk was for like the people in the wedding party. So I don't know about people outside of it but right. that was really appreciated because that was a nice little nice little help for being out there yeah exactly i get it. i get it but i feel like it's it's really at the point where you have to accept that people are gonna say no if you're doing that you know it's more that like don't be weird if people say no because they're like financially strapped and yeah you know well that's why because i mean brett asked me he was like when we get married can we do like a destination wedding and i was like absolutely not yeah i was like 
he's like, why not? And I was like, one, I was like, one, my family is like not even close to being somewhat well off. I was like, so that would be the biggest like financial burden to try to like ask my family to come and like that. And I was like, and I want them, like, I want people that I care about at my wedding. So like we can do a cool honeymoon somewhere, you know, I was like, I just, and he could do his bachelor party. Like, yeah, I was like, I want my new Orleans wedding. I want like people for everyone who we want to come to be able to come. Right. I want it in my church. Yeah. (laughs) And then we can, we can bachelor, bachelorette, honeymoon. Totally. Wherever. That's what I feel like it is. Like I have some friends getting married that they're like, my one friend's like, oh, we're her fiance's from Oregon and she's from Philly, like outside Philly, and they're getting married in Philly area because she's like, it's gonna be harder for my family to like come out there, mm-hmm. and I guess like his family's more willing to do that, and I'm like, that makes more sense. Like even though they live in Chicago and like their life is here now, it's still like it's easier. They want their people to be there, and it's easier to have more people come if it's in Philly. So they're like doing that. And I feel like that's, it's kind of like, you're either going to do a destination wedding and expect people not to come. Or if you do want everyone to come, like make it easy for people to get to, (laughs) you know, whatever that will be like, is easy to get to. That's like a wedding um, that we're going to in December. The bride's family is from down here, but the groom's family is from somewhere up North. Like, Mm -hmm. and, um, they can't come down for the wedding. Right. And so they're doing like two separate kind of things. Like they're right. doing their wedding down here. And then his like family is planning like a smaller kind of receptionish yeah. type thing mm-hmm. um, for the family up there. Just so everyone doesn't like feels included. Totally. Yeah. That's like kind of nice too, because then at least people can like, be like hey congrats like you can do be a part of something at least yeah even if it's not the actual day but I do think I think that about like I've been to some weddings that I'm like you I was on the phone with you when I was like I have to drive fucking like 40 minutes I have to drive oh that was Kaylee I was mad for you for that wedding none of that wedding made sense none of it made sense it was so stupid it was it was so poorly planned yeah, I was so and mad. like it also frustrated me the fact that they had like alcohol but the closest place that you could get a hotel room was like an hour away basically yeah. yeah and I was like that's so irresponsible and they didn't have like at least I went to a wedding like that in Treeport and all the hotels that the wedding guests were staying in were in Treeport okay. but they had a like shuttle oh, yeah, yeah. that went back and forth to the wedding venue to like bring you there and then to pick you up and they like let you know like this is when the first shuttle's coming totally. this is when the last shuttle's coming and so you could drink you could have a good time yeah. and then go back to your hotel and totally. i was just like if you're gonna have a wedding in the middle of nowhere where there's like not even hotels for people to stay yeah and then like and people want to have like beautiful wedding venues and I get like they want to be in nature stuff or they want it to be cheap and both of those I understand but I'm like you can't expect people to like drink and party and have fun and it'd be like a fun scenario if they have to then drive home and then 
yeah, if you have to drive another hour home or whatever, like, I don't know. I've even been to weddings out here like that, that are like, I had less fun because I knew I had to like drive home 40 minutes or Uber home 40 minutes or whatever. And it's like, it, it is one of those things that it's like, certain people aren't going to have fun. That was the thing about Abby's wedding was so fun because every, most people lived in New Orleans or were staying in <coughs> hotels in New Orleans. And, you know, the farthest person probably drove like 30 minutes or whatever. Like it wasn't super far. And yeah, but everything, like family. we walked everywhere. You yeah. could catch an Uber to go home. And it was like, like long. It was long enough, the reception, but not super long. And then we all went out mm-hmm. who wanted to go out. But if you didn't want to go out, you still didn't feel like excluded from the fun part. So yeah, it was so fun. I feel like I want to do a like California, like wine Mm -hmm. weekends and just like stay at wineries, be somewhere in Cali, do, I would love to like go hike somewhere, but I'm like picturing all of y'all being like, Ruth, why the hell? Did you make us wake up for, like, a 7 a.m. hike up the mountain? I'll do it. You just need to warn me so I can get in shape. Okay. Well, the second the second Brett, Brett proposes, I'll text everybody get and be like, Bachelorette weekend, there might be the possibility yeah. of a hike in California. Dude, I love that. I, that's why I want to live in California, because I love the beach and I love hiking, except... I'm not in the shape to do either of those things right now, but I need to, we're going hiking next week and there's like a place an hour and a half from here. That's like really cute hikey stuff for as hikey as you can be in Illinois, but it is like, there's like a waterfall and like a oh, that's little cute. mountain, <laughs> mountain, not a mountain, but it's like a Canyon maybe. I don't know. It's a nice little hill. Yeah. There's an up and a down. <laughs> I don't know what is what, but <laughs> so that sounds fun yeah that's a good i think a lot of people go to like napa and do california stuff and that is like a a really nice one to do and sometimes they're cheaper depending on like when you go like if it's not crazy tourist season then it's like not Mm -hmm. terrible yeah because i'm not like a wild person i have no intentions of having like las vegas (laughs) yeah like nothing in that screams ruth like I would I would like to have like a cute wine weekend where we could, like can just have like a really pretty yeah <laughs> pretty experience you know totally. yeah I definitely feel like I'm just gonna either be like going on a trip and I'm be like yo bitches come through if you want to but if you don't want to I won't feel bad or I'm gonna do like yeah something like hiking camping. Although, also, like, maybe I'm, like, salty about bachelorettes making me go fly places, too, so maybe I won't do anything. <laughs> Depends on my mood, really, of that time moment in my life, <laughs> so. Ridiculous. Depends on the month. I know, literally. It's so funny. When people text me and invite me to stuff like that, I'm like, it really, it re- if I sometimes are rejected just out of pure pettiness, I'm like, mm, not gonna go. <laughs> not happening. I wouldn't do that to Kate or any of y'all, but, you know. One of my friends is dating an Australian, and they're like, hey, if we're, we get married in Australia, are you coming? And I'm like, obviously I'm coming, but I'm going to be pissed. It's going to be so expensive. But also... Wait, I, that's... I um, Caroline? Caroline, yeah. 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 But I love Matt. Matt wanted to be the first guest on my podcast. And, uh, <laughs> you want to... <laughs> suck to suck, Matt. Suck to suck, Matt. 
Uh, just kidding. Love that boy. Oh yeah, you. I forgot. You like literally just saw them at, during Mardi Gras. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. I love them. They were lovely. Yeah. yeah, they're like they're the best. So they're like his family is all in Australia and like all of his <laughs> best friends and stuff and like. I think Caroline's like, ah, oh, I can convince my family and friends to come, <laughs> like, the people that want to come, so if they do have, like, a legit thing, I think it would be out there, which would be cool. Also, this is me speculating, I don't, I don't have any real deeds, <laughs> they're not engaged, so I'm just making shit up, but he will be on the podcast, so I'll ask him. We there you go. She won't be on, she refused, even though she's in men's school, and I'm like, well, I could talk about men, everybody, like, was like, oh, I'm scared, and uh, what if I'm boring, or what if I sound weird? And I'm like, you're all doing cool shit. I don't have lame friends. Like, I have fun friends. My, like, things that I was scared about, one, I have heard myself on recordings, and my voice and accent are terrible. No, no, no. Only to you, though. Not so, like, so bad. And then I was like, what if I just, like, ramble about things and then don't give Kaylee any good contact con like content like our 30 minute eyebrow conversation that we just had that's great content that is I was like that's terrible content and then what people want that's what the people want and I told Brett and he was like does Kaylee have like pre-prepared questions that way it'll all like flow together and I was like Brett it's Kaylee what do you expect like I pre-prepare. I will send him these questions. Kaylee, we have we have been on this um podcast for two hours recording so far, and you've yeah. asked me two questions. I asked you deep questions. I said, "What made you decide higher ed?" I said, "What is fulfilling you?" I asked okay three all three. These I got questions. three. The first question was like, "Been friends since 2018?" Question <laughs> mark. I was like, "Is that true?" <laughs> I was trying to think when we I, met. I do know that our first bonding experience was either us going to the Foster and the People and Paramore concert whenever they gave us free tickets. That was a good one. Or when you came with me to Louisiana because <laughs> my oh, god-awful ex at the time um, did, like bailed, bailed on it. When he knew he was going to bail on it, even though I had bought these, like, floor tickets. That was so fun. And I was just like, hey, you want to come? <laughs> and you're like, yeah. We And we went to, um, what's that, what's that, um, the restaurant that we went to on Poitras? That is Johnny Sanchez. We went to Johnny Sanchez, oh, and we oh. ate tacos, and we drank margaritas, and we went to... <laughs> That was fun. Went to Louisiana. We're in the like very front by the stage. And it was and so it was, hot. I, it was like it was, a billion degrees. It was so hot. And he yes, was late. And he I was got on super and late. I got like burned by a joint. Oh yeah. Oh god. It was fun though. We did have some bonding moments. I thought you were gonna say that we bonded because I recall like me and you sitting. It was the first time I actually. It wasn't when we bonded necessarily, but it was like the first time I heard more about like your life. And me and you and Stephanie from UNO were all sitting in the, like, UNO, whatever the privateer, like, the hallway thing. Not in our main building, but in the, um, it was, like, the rec center building or whatever. I don't even remember what it was. It was the far walk, wherever it was. And we were sitting at a table, like, 
there was some event going on and we were just like sitting there and Stephanie was asking, asking a lot of funny questions and you were like, somehow it got into like deep things about your life and I was like, what the hell? I was like, how'd we get here? <laughs> but it was great. I loved it. I was like, I like this bitch. I love that. Like, literally, one of Brett's friends, who's a friend of mine now, like, I can't tell if he's joking whenever he says that he's convinced that I used to be on a cult. Like, I can't tell if he's joking or not, but I just, like, remember, like, telling him, like, the really, like, strict Christian, like, experiences that I had whenever I was younger, and... (laughs) I remember watching the um, that Netflix documentary that they, that just came out, the um, Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. Ooh, and, like, not, not all – like, obviously, it was a lot different than my experience. But, like, some of the things that they said, like, gave me, like, flashbacks of, like, either my experience or Elizabeth and Hannah's experience at their church. Yeah. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah. I was like, they were like, were you in a cult? And I was like, no. I was like, they just, like, had those very – like the pastor who like made all the girls wear socks that covered their ankles because the ankles were too sexual and things like that, you know? And how is an ankle sexual? It's probably the least sexual part of the human body. So, so weird, but he is always like, well, yeah, cause Ruth was in a cult and like, I think he's like serious, but I also think he's joking. So I- like, uh, you're like, I swear it wasn't, but maybe, <laughs> maybe it was. <laughs> yeah. It is not great. Cults are not great. You know, strict rule. I hate rules in general. <laughs> so We're aware. I know they're uh, necessary, but yeah, oof. You weren't in a cult, but you definitely, I some things that when we first met that you like told me about your life, I was like, what? <laughs> and, then, and then me being me, I need to blow them out of proportion and say everyone you went to school with was a heroin addict. Yeah. Because they were in a cult, now I know. It was because of the they cult. They were not. That kid, that one kid was, like, wealthy. His dad was a doctor. Classic wealthy uh, kid. He, like, apparently did meth before. I have evidence. Like, I, I didn't see, I have not seen, other than Hannah and Elizabeth, I have not seen anyone that I went to high school with since graduation. They all stayed in the little town. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, too, so. like in like the biggest, the biggest town that they got out of was like Lafayette, which was like 15 right. minutes away. From That's what town. I was going to say, Lafayette. So still. That's not really a city. Still, but. Yeah. Dang. Good times. GTs in kinder. <laughs> I remember me and you went on some recruiting trip like near there. And you're like, yeah, this is blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm like, there's like a gas station. Like, this is the town. There's just a gas station. I'm like, what do people do here? Like, no wonder people cook meth. There's nothing to do. You got to get your life. You got to feel like you're part of like Ozarks or some shit because you're bored with everything else. I'm like, harem. It's so crazy. Like... The people from New Orleans, and they tell me, like, their high school stories, like, living in New Orleans and, like, Mardi Gras and all the things that they did and went to. I was like, we would all go secretly meet at the, like, Exxon parking lot and then go to another parking lot and hang out until we thought we were there for long enough. 
and then there would be like a bonfire under a bridge like outside of like city limits and like that's that's what you did like that's what suburb kids do too like occasionally we would go to like a concert downtown but like for the most part we're like yeah we'll drive to this place we'll sit in this park we'll go to the football game (laughs) like you do like i don't know but then like you're you go to the city when you're old enough and then you like can do more things but it's not great suburb life is not great so but it's safe ish just drugs that's it okay no murders but drugs so you win some you lose some there's no perfect location no there's not but you know to each their own we aren't judging anybody who's listening to this podcast because i need followers (laughs) i need followers i need people to join my cult ergo teenagers from kinder if you want to hang out and join the cult you're in i have no limits so you don't have to hit any limits to like get into this cult no limit soldiers yeah there we go love it we did it look that's that's the podcast oh this one's actually better what was your dream job as a kid i feel like every kid's dream job whenever i was growing up was the same and i don't know who convinced all of us that this was like a dream job that we all needed to have but i wanted to be a marine biologist me too it's still still on my list and then i also like prior to finding out all the terrible things about SeaWorld, um i wanted to be like a killer whale trainer Mm. at sea world which is completely ridiculous because i can swim but i'm not great at swimming i can't go underwater without holding my nose i also can't open my eyes underwater Mm. but like for some reason that was and you wanted to be one too that's so like that was the thing for some reason there's like a whole generation of kids that wanted to be marine biologists totally and like killer whale trainers at sea world yeah it was it's like still on my list i think about going back to miami because if i had gone to miami instead of tulane i would have studied i would have at least started off as a marine biology major but and it would be cool i actually knew a girl from my high school does shark research and went to miami and like does that whole thing and i Mm -hmm. texted her about it at some point in college and or high school and was like this sounds awesome do you like it and she she literally is like on shark week and stuff so pretty cool but it definitely I wanted to be an astronaut as well would you go to space with Elon Musk right now if he offered it I I have so many concerns about that man that okay he's not on the flight (laughs) maybe I don't know I I did want to be an astronaut and then I realized like how many actual people turn out to be astronauts because it's not like there's like a it's not easy you know like huge huge market for astronauts in the in the u.s and even even then like we don't do a lot of like space missions no yeah so many people go to space not many yeah like that was very quickly x out that like, sounds like a big kid that's like a very kid answer is like astronaut i'm like well, do you like, like small spaces and not talking to people space, 
space camp was huge whenever I was growing up, but I was always too poor to go to space camp. And that was like the cool, like rich kid thing to do is do space camp. I feel like space camp ended like just after you because I remember because people talk about it in like TV shows from like the 90s like space camp and even maybe 80s like maybe maybe earlier than that because I think like I think you know what it is like everybody in the 80s because of like the space travel stuff they Mm -hmm. were all like hype about it so they're like kids will love this but then they don't think about how many kids can actually do space stuff as a job and then they yeah. realize, like, eh, this is a weird thing to be... Then, like, tech kind of took over more. And, like, now we have, like, coding camps and stuff for kids. Mm-hmm. So it kind of switched to that kind of tech, not just space tech. But, yeah. yeah. But it was also, like, that. super, like, physical. Like, you had to be, yeah. like, very physically fit. And I've, like, always been like athletic and love like physical things and so i was like this is so cool it's for smart people who are fit and i was (laughs) combined the two i was like this is great i always wanted to be an fbi agent and i actually i still want to be an fbi agent i just got invited to take the test because they were looking for education people all over the country with education backgrounds and you i literally had the test scheduled for tomorrow because i was like maybe i'll take it just for fun just to see and then I have canceled it because I was like, I can't be an FBI agent. I can't. You have to like, carry a gun. Hey. They killed MLK. You have to carry a gun. I don't know. I feel like. Also, have Wait, you seen the about physical? This. Send me your send me your test date. I'll I'll take the test. You can apply to the job, but also they only pay you seventy five thousand on average. And I'm like, that's not enough cool. for me to risk. I'll take it. That's not enough for me to risk. <laughs> Like being but like okay, education FBI people aren't actually like. But they're agents. You still have to go through. You have to go to Quantico and go through training, and you have to hit the. Have you looked at the physical things? Like you have to hit, you have to hit a mile and a half in eleven minutes. I think is the limit. Like to you have to pass the first test to pa- to get enough points on the first physical test to then like mm-hmm. go to Quantico, do the training, and then pass another physical test. You have to do push ups, sit ups. A mile run, a mile and a half run, and then like a 400 meter sprint or something. And I was looking at it, and I was like, I'm gonna have to like train for this if I do this. And I chickened out a little bit. But they're like desperate. It's all over my LinkedIn, like everywhere. Like they're like, <laughs> so if you want. Oh yeah, the, literally the last time I looked, because the FBI has a location in New Orleans, and okay. they didn't have any, um, any positions that like was in my like job skill set this is like this specific all the jobs that they're posting about are special agent jobs but they want some special agents with education backgrounds for whatever reason which i think they always do that they're like oh we need more people with like right-sided minds or whatever or left Mm -hmm. you know like they're like now we want a bunch of stem people but it's all the same it's still like a special agent position which I'm like, I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) I don't want to be, like, law enforcement. But it would be cool to... I feel like the travel would be cool and the, like... You get to, like, scope people out and work with people. But I also can't keep my mouth shut for the life of me. I was like, they would... The minute that I get interviewed... (laughs) You would be a terrible special agent. Exactly. (laughs) You can't talk about your job. I'm, like, going to come home from work and be like, Oh, I saw a dead body today. Oh, I can't tell you that. I feel like even in, like, your interview... 
you would like raise so many red flags, even yeah. though you have like nothing in your life that is a red flag. Yeah, exactly. Just because like you just like say the craziest things, it'd be like totally. Do we need to? He's looking to this woman. But then I was like, maybe I'd be even super good because I share so much online that people would never like expect that I was like had. Secrets. Oh, so you're like deep undercover. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm so out there that nobody would suspect all my secrets. Podcaster by day, secret FBI by agent by. Oh, that'd be a great movie. Oh my god. Okay, I'll be an actor now. I'll act. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, I have your life planned out for you. That'll be my... I'll write out that script. This will be my movie. This will be my real life turned into a docu-series. And it'll be perfect. I love that. It'll be awesome. I, that was my dream as a kid. FBI agent and marine biologist. And I still want to do both. So, But also, I'm scared of doing both. Because <laughs> I'm not smart <laughs> enough. I'm like, I don't know if I'm smart enough or physically fit enough for either of these jobs. Well, you gotta do something. Right. <laughs> Might as well set a goal. Uh, Go be reschedule that test. Remember when you said um, you need a job that is not stressful and chill and then be fulfilled out of life? <laughs> I feel like FBI agent is the opposite of that. I am con- I am convinced that that is like such a desk job. Like FBI, there's oh, yeah. no there's no way that they're hiring an agent with an education background to actually have work in the field and have like prior field experience there's no way this person is going to be an agent and that person's probably going to be doing like recruiting for the fbi or doing like educational trainings or working in public relations or something like that like yeah it probably would be such a desk job yeah, a lot of special agent jobs in general. I was kind of like researching it because I was so confused. Because I'm like, there's only fat FBI agents that I've seen and they can't pass these tests. Like, I'm so confused. These physical, like, insane tests. And you go to Quantico and you do your, like, 16 weeks of training. But then once you get out, yeah, it could be, like, a lot of... A lot of it is just, like, researching people that could be a threat to the country. Or, like... Mm-hmm. You know, some people do, like, the detective thing where they're like, oh, this serial killer. But how many serial killers are there these days? Probably not that many. I think it's a lot of, like, terror, like cyber terrorist threats where you're just, like, researching, like, oh, this person's talking about shooting people a lot on Twitter. Let me, like, research them. Yeah. And then they don't... But then someone has to go in. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think, like, you, it probably is, like, certain people who want to can be, like, more at the front of it. And then some people can be more... Yeah, it's not miscongeniality. Yeah. Where you're like taking down the Russians at one point and then stopping like a bomb from exploding at another point. Exactly. Well, that's why I was like, the dream of the fun, like, spy dream is what I want. I'm like, I don't really want like a boring desk job. But if you get to travel, it'd be kind of cool. Travel, get the FBI badge. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll be like, get the fuck away from me. But then also, like, they know everything about you and like, what if you find out like sketchy shit about our country? I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm emotionally stable. I mean, stable. I feel like I've already accepted the fact that our country is nothing but sketchy things. So I'm just like, I don't think you could tell me anything about our country that I would be like shocked about. Yeah, that's true. If people were like, ah, oh, they murdered a bunch of kids, I'd be like, mm, not shocked. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably happens all the time. 
I also did want to be a Swiss guard, but you have to be Catholic and male to be a Swiss guard. Oh yeah, I was like, aren't the and I'm dudes? Episcopalian and female, so that's a that was a quick no no go for me. Yeah, well, Thomas always That'd says so cool. you can't actually do everything you want. He's like, people tell their kids they can do whatever they want, but there are some limiting factors. <laughs> that is one of them. I I tell people that all the time, and people tell me that I'm mean. No, it's true. There are limiting factors. You should set your kid up for success. You should be like, hey, yes. you're really good okay. at A, B, and C, and push them in that way. People Nine, are like, oh, you're going to crush your kid's dreams. And I'm like, if my kid is four foot ten yeah, exactly. and weighs 80 pounds, and my child's dream is to be the left tackle for the New Orleans Saints. That I'm sorry. Like maybe a kicker. Maybe. If you're if you're like a senior in high school and you're four foot ten and weigh ninety pounds soaking wet and you want to be a left tackle, we're gonna have to reevaluate other things that you're good at. Yeah. It's also setting your kids up to not have You could be a jockey. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. You could do other cool stuff. You could probably be a Formula One driver. That is a tight yeah, car. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's other, it is really like setting your kid up for like, what would they realistically be good at and what can they use their physical and mental attributes to succeed in? It makes more sense to set them up for success than failure. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be a dick about it. I wouldn't be like, (laughs) lame, big idiot, think that you, but like, we would just steer, steer them in a different, yeah, like don't put them in football, put them in. Swimming. I don't know. I don't know. It's a short kid. Gymnastics. That's like a short thing. Short kid <laughs> thing. There's lots of options there. Diving. Yeah. Diving is great for short people, I think. Yeah. See? The world is their oyster. Kind of. No, that's a lie. We just talked about how it wasn't. I don't know why I said that. Uh, well, this has been great. I'm glad we chatted, and this is a good excuse to chat. So, well, thanks for coming on the pod. You're welcome. I hope that it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love talking to you either way. I think that's our problem is that we don't have like actual voice. We like text. We don't have voice conversations. So when right. we do, they take forever. <laughs> True. I know I it was my goal of 2022 to call people more and have like more consistent conversations so I don't have like 10-hour conversations. But then I, I remember like, you telling oh. me that and I think that We've had like maybe three conversations this year. I know. I literally haven't <laughs> been working on it at all. And I've had, I'm more alone than I've ever been in my life. Like I spend all day alone. So if anything, I should be calling people more. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for being my first guest. I'm so excited. You're welcome, lady. I love you. Have a good night. I love you. See you. Bye. Bye.